Hello friends, I'm glad that you found me. My name is Brandon D, or in the social media world, you know me as Mr. Gratitude. I'm so glad that you found me. I love to dive deep and talk about the things that everybody thinks about, but is afraid to talk about. When it comes to life, dating, positivity, motivation, and a little bit of the free thinking mindset, you're in the right place. Go grab yourself a cold drink, grab yourself some snacks, get comfy. Here we go. Hey friends, tonight on Living With Gratitude, I have a special guest. We're going to be discussing how to heal from a toxic relationship, how to heal from a relationship filled with abuse, and how to move forward after having a long-term or long-time relationship with a narcissist. So if you're ready to heal, if you're ready to move forward, you won't want to miss it. You know what to do. Get yourself cozy get comfy, and let's go. Hello, friends. It is Tuesday, and you know what that means. It is time for a fresh episode of Living With Gratitude. Now, you know I switch it up. Typically, I will do one week of a solo cast, and then one week I have a special guest. Well, tonight I do have a special guest, I know there's a lot of you out there that have came out of an abusive relationship, that have came out of a toxic relationship, have dealt with a narcissist for a very long time, and you're struggling. Your heart is aching. You're struggling. You want to move forward. I hope this episode helps you. And with that said, my special guest, Miss Meg Bedard, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brandon. How are you? I am blessed as always, my friend, yourself. Good. Very good. Very good. Thank you. I'm really honored. Thanks for asking me to come on here. You, you are very welcome. I thought that you were a great candidate to come on. I know that you, you know, you do some life coaching uh, on your own. You've dealt with mm-hmm. some pretty bad relationships in your past. And I wanted to bring you on. I feel that you are a woman in your power. I feel you have a lot of strength and a lot of, I just will say tips and tricks out there for a lot of both men and women that have came out of abusive relationships. And I wanted to take the time to have a general conversation with you. So many people hide from these topics and they hide from these conversations and we've got to change that. We've got to change that stigma that it's it's okay to not be okay. And you need to expose that hurt and what you've went through. So many people want to help you. Absolutely. It's, it's a very hard thing when it's emotional abuse because there are no bruises. There are no signs there. And it's it, with a narcissist, especially, it's very hard to explain to anyone. So I think people shut down and there's a lot of shame in it because they've gone back. They've put up, they've tolerated this behavior And I think they start to blame themselves. So they will just shut down. And that is the last thing we want them to do. 100%. You know, you you just brought up dealing with narcissistic behavior patterns. And I want to segue into that as our first topic, because here we sit in 2020, we went, everybody went through a rough year last year. There was a lot of things Mm -hmm. that people learned about themselves. People learned a lot of things on social media. And there are some people that don't know what a narcissist is or narcissistic behavior patterns. 
And the problem with that is an actual true diagnosed narcissist is actually not that common. They're actually not that common. But the problem is, is you have a lot of asshole people out there that get misconstrued for being a narcissist because they have narcissistic behavior patterns. So I want to ask you okay. what, if you can help the audience kind of set apart somebody that's just a straight up asshole and somebody that is a narcissist. Okay. That's, that's a really good question because the term narcissist gets thrown around now all the time. And it could just be a breakup. It could just be somebody with, with jerk qualities, you know, and yeah. somebody who doesn't treat their, their person very well. It is men and women both suffers from narcissistic personality disorder. Most of them are not diagnosed because they are not self-aware. And that is one really key element to being a narcissist or to, to um, identifying a narcissist is they're not self-aware and they're not remorseful about anything. They also have no empathy for anyone else. So the, the no empathy is definitely an NPD thing, but everybody has a degree of narcissism in them. Um, it is what protects us from the world. It's how we protect ourselves is to be somewhat self-serving, if I can say it that way, narcissistic. It's a yeah. scale. Yeah. So just like autism is a spectrum, so is narcissistic personality disorder. Um, it's, I know someone has been with a narcissist by the aftermath when I coach. I know somebody's been with a jerk by the aftermath. The aftermath from a narcissist is devastating. Devastating. 100%. 100%. Yeah. There, there, there are some, you know, telltale signs um, from my experience, from my professional career, from consulting that mm -hmm. almost instantly, you know, I, I just posted some content on my TikTok and I, I'm going to try and do this word for word here, but I said something to the fact <laughs> of, Here's a telltale sign you're dealing with a narcissist when they're getting mad at you for something they did. And it's like you, when you call somebody out, typically like you and I, if we, if we were upset at each other, we're rational human beings. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that I upset you. I didn't mean it that way. And, and typically 90% of humans, we just come down because yep. anger anger's not good. Anger's not good for anybody. But when you're dealing with that personality disorder, it's, it's, you could, you could be bloodied on the ground and they're still just, they're just, and it's verbal too. And yes. I, I want to make that message clear for a lot of people. So they actually can get some ideas if they're dealing with somebody that has those traits or just somebody that's not very kind. Right. Um, a narcissist will definitely set you into a, a position where you're walking on eggshells. Oh yeah. If, if, if you are feeling like every next move might be wrong and you're not sure of what the next move should be because you're gonna get the ramifications of narcissistic rage or a lot of times they make you feel crazy. It's called gaslighting. So what you're talking about when they get mad at you because you're mad at them, yeah. it's because they've been called out on being wrong and a narcissist is never wrong and they will make you wrong first. They will make you, it, it will all be your fault. Correct. So when somebody says, I don't know if I'm dealing with a narcissist or not, if they are in a perpetual state of walking on eggshells, they're not listening to their gut anymore. You know, their your gut tells you everything you need to know. But when you're with a narcissist, you tend to quiet it. You tend to ignore it and not listen to it. And you're putting up with behaviors you have never put up with before, or maybe you have because you're perpetually drawing narcissists into your life. So yeah. it's just a feeling of not, of seriously not 
being in your right mind. You're, you feel crazy. And it's called crazy making. Yeah. Gaslighting. Yeah. They, they manipulate you to thinking you're crazy. That is a hundred percent. And you, and you mentioned something that is so important is that gut. And especially for women, that beautiful, amazing feminine energy, that intuition is unmatched ladies. It is never, ever, ever wrong. That gut is never wrong. If you go against it, if you don't listen to it, you may regret it later. Absolutely. I remember shutting off my gut instinct because when I would act on it, I would be, I would get repercussions. So I just started, or they make you feel like literally you can have a discussion with a narcissist and the next day they will say, I never said that. Yeah. Or no, you said this and they'll put words in your mouth. You never said. And so you're constantly defending against this stuff that never happened. And you feel like, Oh, after a while you go, they must be right. I, am I crazy? Did I say that? Did I really, I must've said that. And all of a sudden your gut just shuts off. And I, I'm going to throw this in there. I truly believe that there is a higher power. I call it whatever the universe or whatever. I believe our gut, I believe our gut is God's voice or the universe's voice speaking to us Amen. because we all have that in us. And that's what connects us to the, to each other. The energy yes. from that connects us to each other. And I think when that energy is saying, this is wrong, this is wrong. It's, it's never wrong. Correct. It's, it's right on target. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That you, you, you hit the nail on the head again. That is connection to source. If somebody doesn't believe in absolutely God, you believe in the universe. That is still your connection. That is your telephone line to source. And it's, it's telling you like, this is what yes. you need to do. And it's, it's mind boggling how it's never ever wrong. Well, I think there's some really good indicators there. If you are dealing with Mm -hmm. a narcissist and again, never assume that somebody is, it's a conversation that it's hard to have with said person, but uh, at least that gives you a little bit of insight into that. And you know, there's, there's a lot of other forms of abuse inside of a relationship that nobody should deal with nobody. And If you want to touch base in some other avenues um, of abuse, Meg, I have some insights, but I really wanted to ask you, um, what is your background with dealing with abuse and what has gotten you to the point that you're at now to really want to do some outreach and and help empower not only women, um, but just people in general from coming from toxicity or abuse? Okay. Um, I do want to throw something in really quick on the narcissistic point of view that we just talked about. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you throw a narcissistic label on it. If it is toxic to you, you need to be out. It is, it is toxic regardless of whether you can slap a narcissist label on it. And I just wanted to make that really clear because a lot of people are like, oh, well, if he's not a narcissist, that's a, then, then I should stay in this. Absolutely not. If it is toxic for you, it is toxic regardless of whether, whether it's for, or great. Um, <laughs> You're good. It's toxic regardless of the label that you slap on it. Yeah. Um, so my, my background is longer than I thought it was when this happened to me. Um, in 2019, I was left by a narcissist, discarded by a narcissist, and I had no idea what was wrong. I have always bounced back from relationships ending and figured just didn't work out and that's okay. And this time I was knocked on my knees. I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't know how to recover. I couldn't let go. I was just not myself. And I had no self-esteem. I could not think CPTSD after abuse from a narcissist is 
completely real and a hundred percent. And I had no idea what it was. So being the, the massive Googler I am, I started Googling what he did to me, which was, I, I couldn't, I was never did anything right enough. I never, as hard as I tried, it wasn't good enough. He had found another source of supply. Um, he had cheated a lot and I just had never been through anything like that before. So um, I started watching YouTube videos and found out what narcissistic abuse was. And it was like all the light bulbs started going on. Right. And the one thing I felt in my recovery was alone. I felt like nobody got it. I felt like nobody understood. And, and I didn't ever want anybody else to feel that way. And that's kind of what set me on my mission. And I had been writing a book about recovering from when women feel very lost in their life for whatever reason, whether it's losing a job or an empty nest or anything. And this went right with it. It was like just getting back to who you are and where you're going to go from here. And I just never wanted anybody to feel alone. And when you watch those videos, they will tell you all about the narcissist, all about them. Right. But, and they will say, do some self-care, practice self-love. If anyone doesn't know how to practice self-love, it is an empath who has been with a narcissist. We stop loving ourselves. We stop taking care of ourselves. We are so busy taking care of everyone else that taking care of ourselves always comes last. So that's what my book is about, how to self-love. Awesome. Awesome. How, how's your progress on that? <laughs> it's, it's going pretty well. I have to do some organizational things. I am um, kind of debating how to bring it out, whether one chapter at a time will be good um, because it's a lot and it's work. It's more of a workbook than a, you know, just read this book and cast it yeah. aside when you're done. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, this is what you can do today. This is what you can do this week. It's, it's work and it's, but I needed something like that. I needed a roadmap. I didn't know which direction to go first. And a lot of people that come out of these relationships are lost and they yeah. can't take that step. They're not sure enough about making their own decisions anymore to know what that next step is. So it's like a roadmap. I think, I think that's actually fantastic because Thanks. that is no, absolutely. Absolutely. That kind of leads into the next part of this is really getting into that recovery, no matter what the toxicity is, what the abuse is. One of the number one questions I get, not only from clients, but in my social media is Brandon, how do I learn to love myself again? How am I going to move forward? And really for me, I don't know if you're familiar with soul ties, but I'm a big proponent of soul ties and breaking soul mm -hmm. ties. Um, soul ties is obviously sex is never just sex. There's an energy exchange. And if you're having, if you've been abused sexually, there's a soul tie created. It's a very dark energy. And even if you're in a relationship outside of that, I'll just say marriage or covenant, however you want to say it, you can create a very dark energy called soul ties. And it's a big reason why people can't move forward that, oh my gosh, I, I miss this person. My life is over. How am I going to survive without them? I always say you got to break those soul ties and you need to learn to love yourself. Okay, Brandon. Well, how do I do that? Date yourself. Take yourself out on a Saturday morning to breakfast. Take yourself out on a hike. There is nothing wrong with being alone. It's a beautiful thing to discover your inner child and your inner heart and connect with that. 
Because if you can't love yourself, if you can't be truly alone with yourself, nobody else will. And you're going to keep attracting toxicity and abuse. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. And my, the soul ties in a toxic relationship, a lot of times it's called a trauma bond. Um, so trauma bond, when you're trauma bonded with someone, it is a dark force. It is, um, it, it's like, oh, I'm not going to remember the name of it. <laughs> um, it's like when someone gets kidnapped and they fall in love with their kidnapper. Oh yeah. And I yeah. can't, that's a good analogy. That's, that's right a pretty now. good analogy. Yeah. It is. And it's, they kind of make you so dependent on them that, and so unsure of yourself, you, you can't make any decisions. And so you're, you're just, you're just bonded to that person. You're, yeah. you get addicted to the roller coaster ride of being with a toxic person. It yeah. is, it sets off the same receptors as cocaine. Well, and you're thinking, you're thinking of Stockholm syndrome is what you're thinking of. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Sto- yeah. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, it it does. And, you know, I've been asked before. Now, I always say the disclaimer, even though I'm not a, you know, psychologist, psychiatrist, I've been in the field long enough that I know the human psyche. I've had some of the top psychologists in the country on my show that want to work with me. So I got to be doing something right. But I say that, you know, I, I say that. Because you you hit the nail on the head with the addiction part. It is very mm-hmm. possible and actually quite common to be addicted to another human being. And that's part of why you can't learn to love yourself. Because what happens is the moment you elevate somebody to God or put them on a pedestal, you have now became addicted to them. What happens is that person one day, even if you have the happiest, healthiest relationship in the world, that person one day is going to pass away and die on you and leave that relationship, or they're going to decide that the polarity has shifted. They no longer love, respect, and honor you and your boundaries, and they want to leave that relationship. And if you don't love yourself and have a life outside of them, you're going to drown. You're going to drown. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell anybody in a healthy relationship that there are two people in that relationship and you need to take care of your yourself and they need to take care of themselves. And then you have the us. So we have the you, the me and the us. And I, and I especially say this to mothers who wrap themselves up in their kids to the point of when the kids grow up and go, they don't know who they are besides the mother. So you really have to, it's really about, um, fostering love for yourself and your passions and having your own, your own life, your own loves and your own connection to the source. Yeah. You got to have, you got to have two holes to make a hole, not two halves to make a hole. So that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So going into, we're going to, we, we talked about emotional abuse. We talked about the impact mm-hmm. obviously that can have in us. In my opinion, um, both personally and professionally, emotional abuse is more brutal than physical abuse. We forget physical pain. Our scars heal, our bruises heal, but our hearts, that's something that sometimes never heals. We remember the words and the things that somebody says to us. So I don't know your, if you have extensive in the physical, but a lot of times if somebody's in physical abuse, it's really a fear factor of how do I get out of this? If this person finds out, they might kill me. Have you had experience of that? Have you dealt with physical abuse? And what have you seen with people that you've dealt with to help get out of a domestic violence situation? I personally was blessed to not have any physical abuse in, in my past. Good. I do have clients that have had it. 
And my recommendations for them, you know, it is a lot of fear. I had one whose um, ex was a drug dealer who was tied up with the cops, who was very connected in town. They lived in a very small town. And that was really scary for me to try to help her out of it because there is a risk. I always say when they isolate you, an abuser will always isolate you. You feel like you have no friends. You have no family anymore. You have none of that. I always tell them, if you get away, you will be very surprised at who will come and be there for you. Those people have gotten tired of watching you be abused, watching you be you know, beaten and end up in the hospital and they will be there. So my biggest thing is one, get a restraining order. You have to have a plan before you ever walk out the door. So in, in the sidelines of your relationship where your abusive partner can't see you, you definitely want to be putting away money that they can't find. And everybody says, oh, they watch the checkbook. Mm -mm. When you go to the grocery store, you do that cash back thing and you take right. that cash and you hide it. You give it to a friend you trust. You give it to somebody you trust or you squirrel it away in a bank account that nobody knows about. You've got to have you know, money. You have to have a support system set up and you have to tell them, listen, I know I've left before. I know you, know, you guys are tired of this. This is what I'm doing. Can you please be there for me? You got to get brave. It's very hard to be that vulnerable but it is so necessary to have a plan and have a, a support system in, you know, set up. And then you go to the authorities and you put that, that um, order of protection on. Great, great, great. And, those and are then all you great. make sure you get to a safe place. Yes. Safe place. Yeah. Yes. Those are all great. Thank you for that, uh, that feedback there. And I asked these mm -hmm. questions because I, again, I know there's so many people that are afraid for help. And this way, at least if they're so afraid to go to somebody, maybe hearing this podcast, maybe seeing some content on how to get help, any ways that we can get that word out there really helps people. And as you were speaking, I thought of another aspect, which is a major, major uh, point of abuse in this day and age is sex trafficking. And that's a huge problem, unfortunately, in this country, a huge, huge problem in this country. And I think Actually, I know there's a lot of not only women, but there's actually men that are afraid too, that have been caught up in that. And there's so many resources. There's so many ways out. There truly is. I know that your potential captor, whoever that person might be that is continuing to try to traffic you is putting that fear in you. But there is so many resources. There's so much protection. There's so many ways to get out of it, but you're never going to get out of it if you don't make it known. And I just, I want to put that out there. Um, always seek help, always put it out there some way or another, protect yourself, protect your heart, and just be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. And Brandon, I just want anybody who happens to hear this to know that there will never, the chances of you going to someone and saying, I'm in a, I've been, I've been sucked into the sex trafficking, um, by somebody. I have been beaten by somebody. Somebody is abusing me. People are like, let me help. How can yeah. I help? I know you don't feel like there's anybody there to help, but I promise you more people than not. And most people will help in a heartbeat. Right. And, and you've been told that they won't, they program you to say, nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. Nobody will be there. What will you do without me? That is not true. Right. So please don't be silent. There are enough creators on social media now talking about abuse, talking about trafficking, talking about um, 
the, the emotional abuse and sexual abuse and all of that, that reach out to any of us. Seriously, we all, I think anyone that's in this, in this um, community, in this, yeah, community, thank you. This community of, of creators would help in a minute, yeah. help in a minute. Yeah. yeah. So you're well, not alone. You're not alone. D- definitely not alone. But another point I want to bring up that um, obviously for, for privacy and security reasons, I, I will never reveal anybody's names, but I have had certain individuals come to me about, you know, uh, well, this person, what if, what if people come after me? And honestly, I can't say that this is you, but you have to understand that these type of people, if they're willing to do these things and actually put an individual into sex trafficking, once you're out of the picture, if they don't get caught, they're going to find another person. They're not focused on you. They're focused on multiple people. And I say that because I don't want you to have the fear put in you that that person's going to come after you. They have a lot of other people that they're going to come after. Just protect yourself, stay aware and get help. That's right. And to add to that, don't feel guilty. That is not your responsibility because some will stay because they'll go, oh my God, they're going to do this to somebody else. They might as well just do it to me. I'm not worth anything. They've already ruined me. I'm just going to stay. So that part where they're going to find somebody else cannot be your concern. The more you expose these people and the more you get away from them, at this point, take care of you. That is all that matters right now. You get yourself out of it. You take care of yourself. And you can, you get to be selfish. You can be selfish and self-preservating at that point. You can't worry about anybody else, just you. Yeah. I, I think for, for me, it's, it's so hard to always, you know, talk about or to uh, face reality that it is something very real and awful because I have daughters, I have teenage daughters and I think about mm-hmm. it all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, my ex-wife and I raised them right. And they're very aware and they're very smart girls. But there's always that, okay, who are you out with? Where are you out at? Please be aware of this. Please be aware of a parking lot or somebody approaching you in a store. And it's, it is a real concern and it's, it's hard. So moms, dads out there too, please teach your kids at a very young age, those dangers and how slick they are. And it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 mind blowing when you're a parent, it's mind blowing when you're a parent. My, my daughter is, my youngest is 23 and I, she lives several states away, a thousand miles away. And I'll just have a feeling all of a sudden when I see something like that, I'm like, oh, and I text her, Amy, make sure you're watching, you know, where you're at, where, right. you know, where are your keys make sure that nobody's in your car. I, I, you get waves of it because it is, it's reality and it's a scary reality. It is. And, and hardly anybody wants to talk about it and we've got to get mm-hmm. away from that. So, yeah. Well, Meg, it has been absolutely fantastic. I allow my guests the last few minutes of the show. <laughs> I want you to really highlight yourself, how somebody can connect with you. Maybe somebody wants to get a coaching session from you. Maybe they're interested in you know your book, your email. If you have a, a charity that you're working with, please go ahead and highlight yourself. I'm going to allow you the floor for the next couple of minutes here. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so I keep everything very simple. My, my screen name or my at on every app is recover your power. That is on TikTok, Instagram. I'm working on a YouTube channel. I don't have a lot on there yet. Um, working on a podcast too, which I haven't started. My website is recoveryourpower.org. And 
really, you can find me under that name anywhere. You can schedule coaching with me on my website. And if there is any questions that you have, you can email me, you can get me through Instagram uh, DMs or TikTok DMs. Um, and I think that is pretty much it. My book is in the process. So I think I'm going to do uh, something where I release it by the week. And when that is released, we'll do some uh, Zoom meetings with up to 100 people that can you know, go and like, uh, get together in a group. I think group stuff is really important for this because you don't want to feel alone. You want to vibe with other people. Um, so I take care of people at the point of when they're ready to recover, when they're truly ready to get themselves back. Um, I'm past the point of, um, telling you what a narcissist is. I am more of how do you self-love and how do you recover? So that's, Recover Your Power. It is pretty much the title for everything. And that's how you can find me. Good deal. Good deal. Thank you for that. I love the power part because I, I also me teach, too. you know, I, I, all my consultants, all my fans following my family about staying in your power. Now that's a whole other topic for another podcast, but I do talk about staying in your power a lot. And we're going to get into that more in, in future episodes and in content. So I'm going to spend this a little differently. Um, I'm going to say a couple of things first that I usually say last, and that is this, please, you guys, I do not ask you for anything, if anything at all, please make sure you are taking 3.5 seconds going to iTunes, going to Spotify. I'm, I'm broadcast on, on uh, Amazon cast, Google cast, anywhere that podcasts are broadcast. You will find your boy, Brandon D Mr. Gratitude. I need you to please do the five-star reviews and start leaving reviews. I need it for my sponsors. I've got a lineup of some really good sponsors, but I need to get those reviews up. Please do that. That's the first thing. The second thing is I do have some matters of business. If you come into my live sessions and you are a top gifter in my live sessions, I love to give back. I love to give back to you. And how I do that is by shouting you out right here on the podcast. Now, last week I went live a couple of times and I did have a top gifter and I do want to give a special shout out to this person. It was on TikTok and her screen name is Ginger Heather X. Oh, Ginger Heather XO. Thank you so much for the love and support. You are noticed, you are heard, and without great folks and family like you, it just it just helps make all of this possible. It inspires me. I love getting out and reaching out to every one of you. And when you shine love back on me, it really warms my heart. Now, next week, I will be doing a solo cast, and I do have some great guests coming up in the months to come. Also, super, super excited about this. My books are open full time now. Most of you know that I usually only open my books for November and December, and I plan out for my clients for the following year. My books are open full time now that the uh, COVID is tend to trickle it down. So my sessions are done via Zoom, 45-minute sessions, how to book. The link is in my bio on my TikTok everywhere that I'm posted on social media, you can find the link to post a session with me. And I do look forward to working with you. And until next time, my friends, stay blessed.